Jason. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's my uh, my fifth episode on this podcast, and uh, I just basically invite anybody I can to kind of talk to you about fitness and their journey. So uh, go and tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. So people are, are looking at this podcast, and they, they see my name, and they're like, who the heck is this guy? Let me put your... Uh, <laughs> Let me put your your fears at ease. I am nobody special. I'm just an average Joe. Uh, I put my pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. The only thing different about me is that I've been essentially punched in the face my entire life. Life has been throwing me adversity after adversity, and I've been conquering and overcoming my entire life. That's awesome. So quick, thank you. Quick background to, to hit on some of the uh, hit on some of the wave tops of what I've conquered and overcome. And we could dig deeper into this. Um, For sure. I was heavily addicted to drugs. After kicking the drug habit, I turned into a different drug, which was even worse for me. And that was food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always a heavier kid. I ended up ballooning up to 303 pounds. So I'm mm-hmm. a little guy, five, five, seven. So I used to be called five by five. Mm-hmm. So I overcame the weight loss. After the weight loss came anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. So I've been through every type of life ambush you could you could imagine. And now I just launched my my um, my brand new coaching brand, Jump Above Boundaries, which is basically just trying to help spread the positivity in the world. I mean, we're being okay. bombarded by a negative insurgency on a day to day basis, especially now in this environment that we're in. Everything is so negative. So I'm trying to become, you know, just a positive influence for people out there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, we could dig into each one a little bit deeper if you want. But, um, you know, especially sure. now more so than ever, podcasts like this is what people need. People are starving for long-form communication. Of course. And people exactly. have time on their hands now. So these things are great for, for people to, you know, help build their positivity, just get rid of the negative influences, stop watching the news and listen to influential podcasts like this. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I'm really glad you accomplished all that and overcame that because it's something that so many people struggle with. I used to have depression myself when I was younger, so I can definitely relate to you. And uh, that's amazing. I I think you're going to go a long way with the brand, and it's really cool that you're doing something like that. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, so – I haven't been an official coach for, for too long, but I've essentially been coaching people my entire life because they hear my story and they're like, wow, you lost 130 pounds. How did you do that? Yeah. So now the clients that I work with, that's, that's my main, you know, that's my main focus is just having a disciplined mindset. And our motto at, um, at Jump Above Boundaries is how to stay disciplined when life hits you with a jab. And then mm-hmm. we want to help people become their tier one peak performers we want to help them reach their highest level of capability because so many people have have untapped potential. Of course. Especially now in this environment, if anyone faces any type of adversity, they run the other way. But it's in those moments of adversity and trying times where we build and we grow the most. So it's important for people to hear of people overcoming instead of all this negativity on the news. So that's that's really what I'm trying to, to – to expand out on now. So, um, you know, we could dive into each, each one of these things a little bit more or more deeply, but um, you know, I think really all I want to do is just help people give people a a platform to, you know, a lot of people just hold things in. And I was guilty of this too. I I, I just, I I would bury things way deep down 
and then it would explode. And that's not good. So I want to mm-hmm. be there for people, just be a positive and a motivating force and, and, and provide good to the world. Of course. And that's the amazing thing. I think a lot of people these days, like you said, are addicted to the news. You know, it doesn't matter what side they're on. It's always something, you know, bad all the time. And I think one thing we can do is find a way to be in a routine to stay positive. So, for example, you know, I get up early in the morning. I usually get reading done early and then, you know, I take care of any work that I have to do. And then I'll just be that shed of positivity for as many people as I can. And I'll have that mindset of abundance and see this, this opportunity to get better, to get smarter, to pick up a new skill, to reach out to somebody, you know, do a podcast kind of like this. And that's, that's kind of my viewpoint there. I, I love that, that uh, mindset of abundance. I absolutely love that because the, the human mind absorbs negativity seven times more than positivity. And mm-hmm. What do most people do when they wake up first thing in the morning? I'm an early riser as well. I get up. I, I like having that mental edge over people knowing that I'm getting things done while people are still sleeping. Of course. Um, it's, just, it's just a psychological win. And the first thing I do, and I'll share this with you afterwards so you can share it with your, with your listeners, is yep. I look at my why. And my why is my fat picture. And that's I have my alter ego. I call him Fat Jason. When I was heavy, I didn't look at myself in the mirror and think I was heavy. The mind can play tricks on you. And I thought I was looking good until my fat picture. My fat picture was my college graduation picture from 2011. And I looked at it and I said, holy cow, you have let yourself go. And that picture now I look at as my why. And I look at that Mm -hmm. the first thing I wake up, first thing in the morning, because I want to look at that and say, I'm never going back to that. That's a positive mentality first thing in the morning. So many people wake up, what's the first thing they do? They go onto Instagram. I'm oh, of guilty course. of it. Exactly. You know, Instagram is great, but it's also a curse. It's just a brochure. No one, no one posts about the difficult times. No one posts about, you know, the downtimes they're having. Everyone just wants to make everyone think that they're having this perfect life. And no one has that. So you got to change your mindset. And the first thing I tell my clients to do is the first thing in the morning is write down your daily affirmations, write things down that you're thankful for. This way you're switching your mindset first thing in the morning from a negative to a positive. If you start your day off with, with positivity, it's just going to, mm-hmm. it's going to, to build out from there and you're going to have a better day. Of course. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause like a long time ago, like me myself, I used to struggle with, with weight. I was, you know, morbidly obese at a young age it didn't really start to lo- start to lose weight until I was like, you know, 11 or 12 years old. And so I definitely struggled with depression back then. And also like, you know, just, it was just, it was tough, like kind of making friends that way because I was so obese, but then once I overcame that and really started to develop mentally, I was able to have a positive influence on other people. And that's a huge, you know, like output of, of weight loss and, and transforming your life. It's, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's uh... This is what I keep telling, you know, my clients is that I'm, you know, my biggest regret is that I never served in the military, but I'm a very big supporter now of the military and the LEO community. You don't need to be a Navy SEAL to to be a tier one peak performer. You don't Mm -hmm. need to be this, you know, badass Navy SEAL guy to overcome these things. You could be a Navy SEAL of your life. You could build out positivity. You could utilize these mindsets that these Navy SEALs use in your own life. So 
at Jump Above Boundaries, my coaching brand, I live by the discipline model. And that's, you know, that's, that's a big word that, that we use. And I've, I've created this acronym, which are, which are things that we live by at Jump Above Boundaries and discipline, if you spell it out, right? D is dominate. I is integrity. F, S, mm-hmm. self-accountability. C, conquer and overcome. You conquer and overcame the weight. I did the same. Conquer and overcame yep. drugs. I, internal motivation. P, pride. L, leadership. I, improve always and my two favorite. N, never quit. And E, embrace the suck. This goes back to talking about doing the hard things. Of course. People face adversity and they run. We're in this, you know, snowflake type of society now where everyone gets a trophy. You know, you yep. got to be exactly. politically correct all the time. Exactly. But do the hard things. They're going to make you, they're going to make you better and they're going to make you grow. Of course. You, you know who David Goggins is? What if anyone doesn't know who David Goggins is, you need to go out. Yeah. You need to follow this guy. You need to read his book. I've read his book three times. If you haven't listened oh, to the, the audio book is even better. Um, this guy, his mentality and his mindset is incredible. He's a, such a positive influence. Of and course. what I love about him is he tells it how it is. He's going to, mm-hmm. he's going to break it off in your ass if you need to. And he's not going to sugarcoat anything. Of course. And that's, that's amazing. I actually read his book last, uh, last spring when I was on vacation in Miami and, uh, it was a game changer for sure. I mean, this guy went from almost 300 pounds, you know, spraying for cockroaches at a, at a, at a you know, local facility to basically becoming an ultra runner and, you know, going through hell week three times in the Navy SEALs. And and he, and he ran like 30 miles with broken bones in his feet when he had to run a hundred and he did it on, you know, eating powdered sugar donuts and crackers. And he, and he did it all by himself when you're supposed to have partners, you're in the whole thing. So, yep. That's right. And you got to, this is a huge shout out to, to Goggins. The book is called Can't Hurt Me. It's really an incredible story. He's been on uh, Joe Rogan a few times. It, his course. story, and he's one of the inspirations that I look at. So when I talk to, to my clients, I talk about, you know, your internal motivation, which is part of my discipline model, but you also have external motivation. And the external mm-hmm. motivation is all those external factors that are influencing you on a day-to-day basis the news, mm-hmm. social media, um, newspapers, podcasts, books. If you look at external motivating factors that are positive, you, they're, they're going to shape you in a better way. We're being bombarded by negativity and you have to, it's sad to say now, but you have to actually go out of your way to seek out positive external motivation. Yep. And for me, I watch the news once a day, that's it. I, I, once I started in the quarantine, I was watching new, the news every single day, having it on the background and my mood was just in the gutter. And this is, this is yeah. a great quote from Oscar Wilde. We are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at stars. So you could be mm-hmm. going through the suck right now in your life, but just know that there is an end. There's going to be an end. And when you come out on the other side of this, and this being quarantine, this being life, this being a hardship, this being a struggle, you're going to be better from it going through the suck. Mm-hmm. Of course, for sure. So uh, what, what kind of workouts do you usually do right now in terms of just, you know, keeping yourself sharp and in shape? So I was the guy who was up, you know, speaking of Navy SEALs like a Jocko at 4.30 in the morning, and I was in the gym by 5. So this – this quarantine, I'm in, I'm in New York, so we're essentially on lockdown okay. right now. 
this quarantine is really killing me. I'm like, I'm completely missing the gym. And the first two weeks of this quarantine has been a good test for me because the first two weeks I went off the complete deep end. I was eating everything in sight. I was sitting my fat ass on the couch and I had a realization one day. I was like, you're doing exactly the things that you used to do. So mm-hmm. I went out, got some equipment. I, I live in a little apartment in the city, so there's not much that I could do, but I got a little kettlebell and I'm putting out positive um, daily videos every day. Now I think we're up to day 24. Yes. The videos are stupid. They're corny, but you know what? I'm moving and I'm hoping to inspire others just to move a little bit because that's good. You could really fall off the deep end, just living on the couch. Of course. Yeah. I have, yeah, I know, I know people that do that. They just, they just sit on the couch all day and they get cramped up in the muscles, you know, and, uh, they just, kind of let themselves go and that and that's and that can transition over to everything else you do in life couldn't, i couldn't agree more and i mean now now's the time you need to utilize this this downtime to better yourself if you're sitting yep. on the couch if you're just watching tv and netflix and i'm not gonna lie i got sucked into tiger king just like everyone else did <laughs> yep <laughs> but it's okay to balance that but if you're not using this time in a positive positive way to read books to find good podcasts there's a ton of webinars that people are putting out now for free if you're not using this time to better yourself you're going to be left behind when this is all done because there's people who are using this and and looking at this chaos as a positive and and using it to better themselves yep and the scary thing about this is that like so like if i were to go on facebook or something and post something positive or you know encourage people to learn something and build themselves that's quote unquote socially unacceptable, which is really weird. Like why would people not want to improve in a situation like this instead of just being down in the dumps? It's so So this goes back to the society that I feel like we're in. And I think this whole situation is going to give us a good reset on society. Our society now is, has a victim mentality. A a lot of people live in by the woe is me. I I can, Mm -hmm. I can promise you. Nobody, you know, really cares about, about the, the whole woe is me. You're just looking, being looked at as a victim. What you have to do yes. is internalize that. You have to use that as your fuel. It's okay to feel confused. It's okay to feel scared and down, but use that as your fuel. Don't use that as an excuse to just sit down and wither away. Use it as an excuse to get better. And a lot of people mm-hmm. I see are not doing that. And, and when this is all said and done, things are going to look a lot different. Those people are going to be left behind. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. And, uh, you know, I think this is the perfect time to network as well. Because I, I know being in the fitness industry myself, um, I've been listening to a lot of NSCA webinars for strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from these guys. I've been listening to veterans, guys who have been in the field for like 20 plus years. And uh we talk a lot about networking skills, you know, mindset shifts and uh, different aspects of training that can improve performance among different athletes. And this is something you can definitely learn from and implement in your training and learn. I just feel like so many people aren't taking advantage of that. Like, you know, there could be so many more people, you know, using sources on Google. Like, like literally, we live in a culture now where you can Google anything you want to. If you have a question about anything, you just type it in a box and get the answer in two seconds. And people aren't taking advantage no, of that. Especially now, and especially in the fitness world. I mean, 
like I said, the first two weeks of this quarantine, I, I fell into that same trap myself, but it just goes to show you uh, having a disciplined mindset. You're, you're, you're looking to change. Um, the, one of the big things that I, I tell my clients is as uh, tier one peak performers, the difference is average people accept that this is just the way my life is. Tier one peak performers go out there and they never settle, they overcome, and they constantly get better. Now is the time to do that. I mean, there's so many people putting out such great content uh, in the fitness space. You, a lot of people are, are using the excuse, oh, the gym is closed. Oh, I can't go outside. Oh, I can't do this. Use this yep. time to pivot and do some body. You, you could do body weight exercises. You could do, you could do a workout with a towel and, and your body. That's it. But people don't. Yeah don't use that. And you know, all, all they, all they need to do is, is have a little sliver of an excuse and they're going to use that and push that to the end. And they're, they're just going to wither away. Of course. Exactly. That's, that's a really good point. And that's, and actually, do you know who Jeff Cavalier is yes. by chance? Yeah. So he was explaining that you can even build muscle without using external resistance. So you can manipulate your body weight by doing like single leg pushups you can, you know, single arm pushups, you know, whatever you can do and, you know, use more variety of your body weight and, and just been manipulating yourself that way. And you can actually build muscle by using time under tension principles, you know, doing a slow descend on pushups and really maximizing the total output of the workout. And so many people don't understand that necessarily. No, and, you know, this just goes back to people, people are using this time and they're using the whole situation, the whole coronavirus situation as their excuse. They think they're being let off the hook because they can't go out. They can't go to the gym, but P yep. tier one peak performers have that internal motivation and that drive and, and desire to, to, to better themselves. I mean, I'm literally stuck in a, a little box here in the city and I'm still working out every single day. I'm making sure I'm sweating every day. Uh, and you know, I see people, I think there's, we're going to see people come out on the other side of this. Whenever all this opens up, people are probably going mm -hmm. to have gained third, 20, 30 pounds. Oh my God. Because yeah. I, and I, I honestly think the fitness industry is going to be booming once this opens back up because so many people have just, are just going to let themselves go. But those are the people who are going to be left behind because it's people who are disciplined enough to take advantage of this time to better themselves they're the ones who are going to come out on the other side who have pivoted and have made things better. Of course. I mean, that's exactly a good point. So what's, what's going on in New York right now in terms of like people in general is, is, is it getting better or what's so going on? It's, it, it's like the apocalypse has hit New York. People are actually coming into the city and driving in just to see what it's like because the streets are empty. The stores are boarded up. It literally looks like you ever see the movie. I am legend. Yes, That's what it's yep. like. It feels like a zombie apocalypse has hit, hit the city. I mean, I was out yesterday. Um, there's, there's a new law man mandated that if you go outside, you need to wear masks. So I was outside yesterday. I went to the store and people were just out and about like, with no care in the world, no gloves, no masks. And, you know, these people are, are living in denial. It's, 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 it's bad out here. Um, our governor just extended the, the shelter in place till May 15th. I think it's going to go on much longer than that. And it's, it's serious here. Um, you know, every night, but to spread the positivity every night at seven o'clock, there's a 
clap and sing along in, in New York where we, everyone opens their windows and claps and yells thank you to all the healthcare workers. So it's just a show of solidarity and that positivity mm-hmm. is, is infectious. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I especially, you know, I'm really thankful that we're finally starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's giving a lot of people a, a sense of hope. And I think that when they see that positivity on TV or whatever it is, that motivates them to take care of themselves and to, and to keep moving forward. Because the worst things are, there's a higher chance people are just going to sit around and think negatively. But as they see that positive light at the end of the tunnel, that's going to motivate them to start moving and start taking care of their body to start building that new skill. It's, it's, it's all a chain Could, reaction. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, just as important as moving your body is exercising your mind. A lot of people feel like they're in this alone, but I, I want to spread the message that we're all in this together. If anyone needs anyone to talk to, if anyone needs some type of motivation, any type of accountability coach, anyone needs someone just to talk to, we're here at Jump Above Boundaries. You're creating a great platform with this podcast you guys need to just s- switch things on its head and, and look at this as an opportunity to better yourself. But we're not in this alone. I, when I was going through my struggles and my adversity, I felt at my lowest that I was alone. And I don't want anyone to feel that way because that's a, debil- a debilitating feeling. So I want people to know mm-hmm. that we're here for you at Jab. Every, everyone's in this together. Don't feel like you're in this and you have to go it alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's entirely true. You know, I think the one thing we can do is just, you know, health is wealth, right? So if we can take care of ourselves and really help other people do the same, we're going to feel better long term. And, and, you know, so, it's gonna absolutely. Help us. The, so the body gets the same amount of endorphins response um, when you're helping someone else as if you were getting a gift. So it's, it's selfish in, in, You know, for me, because I feel great helping people and I want to spread the message and spread the positivity, especially in a time like this. I mean, the more positivity we can have out there, the better. It's just it's we're being inundated on a daily basis, even before this whole situation happened. Everything was just Mm -hmm. a negative mentality. The news, like you said, one way or the other is is giving you negativity and being we're being bombarded and you know in terms of having a positive mindset in terms of the way you feel the way you look the way you move it's really going to change your mentality i mean there is i saw a statistic the other day that as children we would smile over 500 times a day but as an adult we only smile 15 times a day just smiling uh-huh. is going to make you feel better. We need to get into the practice of just doing that. Yeah, and that, that's a crazy stat you found. Like, you know, we come in with so much positivity, but as we get older and, and smarter, we just get bred with negativity all around us. And, and, we, and we just lose that fire because so many people, so many negative Nancys are coming and telling us that we can't accomplish this because of X, Y, Z. But yet they can never give a valid reason as to why they think that and it's, it's a reflection of their own failure, their own lack of ambition. They're trying to impose on us in the form of jealousy. And that's something we have to realize and just keep pushing forward. Jealousy is, is one of the deadly sins because, it, and, and social media is, is breeding intense jealousy these days because everyone's promoting 
the brochure and everyone's living through someone else. But you need to go live that life for yourself. Make yourself happy. Like we, this is, this is one life. We get one life to be happy. We get one body. You need to Mm -hmm. look at your body and your mind as a machine and you need to take care of it. And you know what? Smiling is free and it's going, just doing that. Wake up with a smile. That's going to change your mindset and it's going to set your day up. Of course, exactly. That, that's so true. Um, you know who yes, Eddie I Priscilla do. Is? First form, CEO, yep. for, MFCO yeah. podcast. I know all these guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I don't know like when I'm going to start doing this, but I'm, I'm thinking about starting that 75 hard program. And I, I want to just go ahead and take a minute to let everyone know what this is. So basically the idea is to establish that mental fortitude, confidence, self-perseverance, and everything that you need to be the best version of you as a human being and to be absolutely unstoppable in your life. And the rules were this, and if I missed anything, go sure. and fill in Jason. But, um, it, so the rules were this, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to work out twice a day for 45 minutes. One workout has to be outside. Like no matter what the condition is, so that means if it's, if it's pouring rain outside with snow, you still have to go outside and do it no matter what. So you have to do that. You have to drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages a day, Zero alcohol, zero cheat meals. And I believe the last one was a cold yep. shower every morning. Yep. For at least five minutes, like a freezing cold shower. And you, you have to do 75 days in a row. And if you fail to do, if you fail to do any one of those things at any given time, you have to get all the way back from the top, no matter what. And, and this is an ultimate challenge of your life to give you that mental fortitude, confidence, body, physique, relationship you've always wanted by just putting you through hell and really coming at the other side, you know, it's just, I I love that. And this goes back to embracing the suck and doing the hard things because all those things are unpleasant, but if you do them, you know, there's days where I've been in this, this 24 day period where I've been working out every day. I promise you every day I'm not waking up, you know, full of a ball of energy. There's days where I'm dragging ass and I don't want to do it, but it's on those days where you drag yourself out of bed, you do the hard things you do the workout, mm-hmm. you're going to feel so much better. At the end of the workout, I was like, I am so glad I did this. So you, you have to embrace the hard things and do the hard things. Time plus effort equals results. And that 75-day challenge is a great challenge. Of course. Have you, have you tried it yourself? I haven't tried the official so. challenge yet, but I mean, I haven't taken, I haven't taken a day off in, in three weeks before that, before the quarantine started, I was working out seven days a week. So I do subscribe to the Wim Hof yeah. breathing method. I do try and do cold showers. It, it, oh, yeah, that, that I mean, this crazy. guy goes outside <laughs> in the Antarctic with boxers on for hours at a time. It just shows shows you yep. the power of of your mind and and breathing and that's what they're trying to stimulate with the uh with the cold showers the drinking a gallon of water is just flushing out your system and then the working out speaks for itself of course and i think one one thing about the water all like all you have to do is just take a jug and just it. refill it every day and, and 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 you can save and you can like do all that with like I mean, what, what do, what do gallons of water cost? Yeah. $2. Yeah. And you just for $2, you can do that and you can better yourself that way. And, uh, you know, it's not like milk where you exactly. keep going to the store. Like it's just, exactly. Just what he's trying to instill with that 75 day 
challenge is is part of the 2190 rule. And if you guys aren't aware of what the 2190 rule is, it's if you commit to a goal and do it consistently for 21 days, it'll become a habit. If you commit to a goal and do a consistency yep. for 90 days, it'll become part of your daily routine. So that's what he's trying to instill, just being consistent, stacking small wins, doing things over and over and over and over again to the point where it's just becoming muscle memory. And now it's becoming a part of your daily life. Of course, exactly, exactly. And I, and you know, this, is, this is really hypothetical and crazy, but like what would the world be like if everybody was just shredded and in shape? There's just no obesity. Like how, how would that affect? So it go, this, that is a great question. Um, and I, I think it will affect so many different, different industries that we're not even thinking of the, the, the world today likes that we're fat and obese and out of shape. Think of how much, you know, McDonald's yep. fast food industries are billions and billions of dollars. Industry. Oh my goodness. I haven't Every had fast day. food in years. Um, Think of, think of all these different industries that don't want you to, to be healthy. you got soda. you got, like I said, fast food. You have Entenmann's. All these places, all these, all, all these you know, industries are those, next, the, those external factors that are breeding negativity. And, and we've been so ingrained from, um, from a young age, we've been bombarded with marketing. Even when it's, you know, when we're watching Nickelodeon on Saturday morning, we're being bombarded uh, from yep. General Mills, from all these, you know, cereal, cereal places. And it's, I don't think we will ever get to a place where that happens because people just don't have the internal discipline to do that. But if everyone was healthy and working out, I think we would have, we would see less crime. I think we would see less depression. I think we would see you know, people would be living longer. Um, the big pharma would not like it because they like that people are, are, are overweight and unhealthy. So yes, there'd be a lot of doctors and personal insurers who wouldn't have absolutely. Jobs if that, if that and you know, that, that's almost like a utopian society. Um, because as the decades yep. and generations have gone on, our life expectancy has decrease and decrease and decrease because we're getting softer and softer and softer as, as a, as a society. So, you know, I think people need to really think about these things and understand that even though you may not be leading people, you're the leader of yourself and you can't lead other people unless you lead yourself. And that starts first with health and fitness, both physically and mentally. Of course, exactly, exactly. And there's also a huge issue in the fitness industry these days of people with, you know, blue check marks next to their names who have no background in exercise science, giving all these diet plans and, and, and workouts with no scientific explanation of, as, as to why they're doing this it, with like millions of followers, you know? Yeah. Well, it, they're, it's, they're it's preying on the people who, uh, you know, want the quick fix. They want the life hack and they're, they're, directly marketing to these people I, and a lot of people ask me a lot of my my clients ask me how did you lose the weight so quickly and how did you change your mentality and i say it's very easy but you're not going to like the answer you need to start eating better start waking up early exercise and change your mindset but people want to hear they want the three life hacks to to lose weight or the the 90 day pill yes. i hate to break it to you there's there is nothing like that it took me almost a year to, exactly. to top out 130 pounds and every day is still a constant struggle 
So there is no life hack, but those people are making their money off the people who think they could lose, you know, 20, 30 pounds in 30 days. That doesn't, that, that doesn't exist. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And uh, I think it's definitely a mindset issue because when I was obese, like I, I didn't exercise at all. I, I ate like, Oh yeah. Cakes. I used to cross <laughs> you remember those cakes. things. Yeah, yeah, I used to eat a lot of zebra cakes and cookies, and it was just crap in, crap out all the time. And um, I, I couldn't even do a push up when I was when I was younger. Like I could get like halfway, I couldn't even do one, and I'd be gassed by just doing a sprint down the cul-de-sac. Just when I was a little kid, and uh, you know, I knew that if I was going to let this continue, this could, this could actually kill me if I was going to let it get bad enough. And then I started to make the change by going outside with my brother and, and running around the neighborhood because when, when we moved, when I was in middle school, I, I couldn't even run a quarter mile, you know, kind of like David Goggins said that, you know, he, he was gassed when he tried yep. to run a quarter mile back in the day. Like I was, I was in that same boat. And as I kept doing it over and over and over again, I got in better shape and I didn't understand anything about exercise physiology or, or reps and sets and how, and how to program yet. I, I just, I just went out and ran and it wasn't until like, my, you know, when I first got to college at Indiana State, my undergrad, so I'm finishing my, my master's degree right now that I should yep. understand how to train. And since then, I've, I've changed my entire life because I've been able to implement scientific principles to get me to where I want to be. And, and no, I yeah, couldn't agree more. Mindset mindset. Is, the discipline mindset is something that doesn't come easy. And what you said, I, I love because you, you started from what? Not being able to run. Right. So you started doing a little bit, doing a little bit and then a little bit more. And there's a great quote from Robert Collier who said, success is a sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. And what I tell my clients is you need to stack small wins. So what that means is you're, you started off by realizing you needed to make a change. Right. But you knew you couldn't, you couldn't run a mile. So you started off by a little bit. You started off running around the block and then you stacked that maybe running a little further and then a little further by doing that, breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, you could stack small wins. And when you st- stack wins, you feel good because you finally won something, right? I, I knew when, exactly. I, when I realized I needed to lose weight, I knew I needed to have an overall goal. So my goal was to lose 130 pounds, but I knew I couldn't do that right away or all at once. So I had to break it down. So I had my overall goal, which is lose 130 pounds. Then I broke it down even further. You have a quarterly goal, a monthly goal, a weekly goal, a daily goal, an hourly goal. So you start off with the the minutia, the hourly Mm -hmm. goal. Okay, make one good decision in this hour. Maybe have a banana instead of chips. Then each hour, you're stacking wins upon wins. And hours turns into days, which turns into weeks, which turns into months. And then next thing you know, you lost 130 pounds. So you, you can't do it all at once. Exactly. You need to not lose the forest through the trees and have a, a small effort stacked upon small effort to become part of your overall goal. Exactly. That's, that's definitely a really good point. There's also a Chinese proverb that says Ooh, little like by that. little one goes far. It, it, and there, I, I, I used to intern at IU because I'm a strength and conditioning coach right now looking mm-hmm. to get my first career. And, um, this guy was a strength coach. His, his name was Will, and he worked with the baseball team, the track team, and also the diving team as well. 
And and he always said it in his email. Every time he'd email us, he'd have that by just reminding us that that's how how you can succeed. It's just by having that mindset. And he also trained like former like MLB players, like guys in the, in the MLB, like all these high end high end athletes. They would that they, they went to IU when yep. I played professionally. And that's great. Dollars. Are you becoming? Are you getting your CSCS? You do. Okay. Uh, I have that right now, actually. So. Yep. So I'm actually going to be taking the SCCC on, on May 13th, which for, for all those of you listening who don't know what that is, it's the highest level uh, certification in the entire NSCA. And it, it's basically a practical and a written portion. It's I believe it's 150 multiple choice questions in three hours. And then you also, you also have to go in front of a panel of what, what they call MSCCs, which are known as master strength and conditioning coaches that have been in the game for 12 years plus. And basically, you demonstrate all these exercises with barbells in, you know, whatever apparatus they have. And you have to be able to explain it. You know, you have to be able to coach athletes in front of a panel and uh, wow, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just to be able to combine the CSCS with that and, and the scientific note, you know, the science, the science behind it, it is incredible. I don't know if you've ever heard one of um, uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. He's a former SEAL Team 6 guy. His name is Jeff Nichols. He's okay. So look, look him up. He's an incredible CSCS. He's one of the most highly recognized in the military and LEO spaces as the guy to go to for um, exercise science. And, and he's a TSAC. He's a CSCS. He, this guy's an absolute monster. Look him up. He puts out some great content. He's one of the guys that I look to. Uh, someone else is, is Stu Smith, who's a, a former Navy SEAL. He's putting out a lot of good content as well. So like I said, guys, there's there's now is the time to utilize this downtime we have to make yourself better. People are putting out such great content that, you know, you don't necessarily even need to go to school anymore these days because there's so much out there for you to learn for free. So take advantage of this time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh you know, people would rather spend, you know, like a thousand dollars on a on a pair of Jordans that than than invest their time in something that's gonna make them better and smarter. And I think it has a lot to do with dopamine because people wanna do what's gonna trigger the most dopamine in their brain and, and get them that feeling of excitement. Like for example, if you if you're on social media and someone likes their page, like if there's a girl you like and they and they like one of your posts, yep. you're gonna get that sense of dopamine, right? So I think the reason why people don't engage in things that are going to make them better and smarter is because it gives them low dopamine levels. And there's got to be a way that I guess it can be manipulated. So the way it triggers that dopamine and makes them so do this, things they this need goes to do back to, to the society where we're at now as a society, it's we're all about instant gratification. So there was an interesting study exactly. done back in the day where um, these scientists picked a group of kids and broke them off into two different groups. One group was uh, the test group. The other group was um, the, you know, the, the other group, one group, they were told they were given a piece of candy and to eat it immediately. The other group was told, here's a piece of candy. You can't eat this until you perform something or achieve something. So the two groups were broken out between the instant gratifiers and the ones who delayed gratification. And when you look back on it, they followed yep. these kids all the way up until, you know, adulthood. 
the kids who went for instant gratification, something like 80% of them were in jail. Um, they were unhealthy, out of shape. And the people who delayed gratification, they were CEOs, Fortune 500 CEOs, you know, hell, super successful. Oh. And it just goes to show you, if you could delay gratification, it's going to make you better because we're always now grasping for the quickest fix. Exactly. And yeah, one of the people I look up to that yep. really drives us home is Gary Vaynerchuk. You, you know, you know, he, uh, he's like, if I could just take away your followers for 10 years and not let you see them ever again, and to let you see them after 10 years, you'd be astounded at the results you produce. Like cause so many people are caught, caught up in the metrics and, and, you know, trying to please other people. And he's just stresses putting out content, just getting it out there any way you can. and just spitting like, like spitting your persona and who you are. And I feel like more people get so caught up and quit if they don't see gratification and see those results within that five, four or five month time frame. Like, like it, it, it takes 10 yep, years. I could, this is, and this is the last little proverb I'll get, I'll give you this and this hits home perfectly. So during the gold rush back in, you know, the 1800s, there was a guy who gave up everything, went out to the West coast of San Francisco and was digging for gold. He dug for three years and he kept digging and digging and digging and he never gave up. Finally, he ran out of money and said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Sold all of his equipment. The people that took over hit gold within a day. He stopped literally three feet from his goal. Never quit. Never give up. Keep going. And you don't want to be like that guy who gives up too soon. Exactly, because once you have that mindset, Mr. B is one of my mentors from afar. I've read his book, Man Up, plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to buy his book soon. Whenever they are, uh, they are, but actually, he is having a sale on his audio book for like five bucks. The audio book is very good. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, Bajor's Coolian is definitely. uh, you know, it starts to the idea you, you, can be a, you can be a fighter jet or a crop duster. And, and uh, you know, there's so many crop dusters that, I'm, that I've been surrounded with in the past. You know, and, and the worst thing is when you have family members that just want to do the bare minimum. Like, like you know, I, I love my family to death, but some of them just don't have that mindset that I have. And they, they mistake it for insanity. It's like, no, like this is, this is what I couldn't I agree to more. And, and this just goes back to the difference between peak performers and average people. Average people accept their station in life, said this is just how my life is. Peak performers look to constantly change and better themselves. Exactly. And, and yeah, one thing that Bajor said was that, you know, one of two things was going to happen. Either I'm going to die first or succeed first. And it's not going to be, you know, either or. But because he just refuses to quit. So either you're going to, you're going to get to, you're going to get to your goal first, or you're going to die first. And once you have that mentality, he's, he is a be great influencer out there. Um, I've had a few conversations with him. I, I'm friendly with a couple of people on his team. He is someone who he, he strives by the man up philosophy. And he, um, his big thing now yep. is how are you going to pivot during this time? Because winter is here. Winter is no longer coming. This coronavirus is winter and it's here. How are you going to pivot and make yourself better during these times? Exactly. Exactly. I'm actually not in the fitness industry yourself right now, right? I'm actually just someone who loves fitness. Um, 
became, you know, obsessed with fitness during my weight loss journey. I'm putting out fitness content. What Jump Above Boundaries is, we do have a health and fitness aspect. I have a, a team. I have a fitness advisor who can help people. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with fitness because naturally part of my story is fitness related by losing so much weight. But I am not officially in the fitness industry. But my uh, one of my team members, she is a um, she's going to school to be a DPT. She's a personal trainer and she's NASM certified. So I got uh, I got all that okay. covered at, at Jump Above Boundaries. Gosh, yep, so she's, she's starting in, in two weeks. DPT, you said it's uh, a, a school up in Rockland County, New York. It's called Dominican College. Yeah, it's a very, okay, very yeah, highly uh, competitive. They only accepted 28, um, 28 students over from over 3,000 applicants. So very highly competitive, one of the best uh, DPT programs out there. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. I'm really, I'm really glad that she succeeded. Tell I her certainly I, will. Tell her to say congrats if you, when you get the chance. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so – like, what are your career goals? Like, what, where do you want to be? In like so I actually years? have a, a nine to five job, just like everyone else. And that's, that's why, you know, I, I wanted to build this, this, this brand so I could help people because part of being a, a tier one peak performer is performing in your job. So I want to help people, you know, be well-rounded in all aspects of their life. I want to help them build a positivity. I want to help them, you know, get more promotions, make more money lose weight. I really just want to build this thing out and build, build a platform where, you know, people can be positive with each other. Even if like you go on Facebook and you, you go into one of these, you know, motivational groups, there's always going to be trolls out there. There's always negativity everywhere. I don't want any of that. I want to help people change their mindset. I want to help people become better and exactly. to, to steal from Bejo, help people go from uh, crop dusters to fighter jets. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I guess, do you have any stories about like people you've been around that had been crop dusters and how you yeah, kind absolutely. of like, I mean, I, all, do I don't have to look like further that? than myself. I, I, I was a crop duster. I mean, I was someone who was just skating through life. I was just going through the motions. And then, you know, I was, I, I was a person who was highly addicted to drugs, turned that drug habit into a food addiction habit. And then I went down an even deeper rabbit hole. And next thing I picked my head up, I'm 300 pounds. I'm 300 pounds. I'm unemployed. I'm out of shape. I was the definition of a crop duster. And then I looked at that picture, my graduation mm -hmm. picture, and that was my why. And from that point forward, I changed my entire mindset to go from a crop duster or an average person to a tier one peak performer. And it, I wish I could tell you, like, like I said earlier, that there's a 30 day hack I could give you. This is a constant change. This is, you have to work constantly to better yourself. You're not going to become a crop duster into a fighter jet or an average person to a tier one peak performer overnight. I wish I could tell you every day I'm waking up and, and ready to carpe diem, but it's not like that. Every day is still a struggle, but there's certain things that I teach in my, in my discipline exactly. model that can help you implement certain strategies and tactics to become that tier one peak performer. I've overcome a lot in my life, and I think I could help the average person become that tier one peak performer. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, so 
who was their biggest influencer growing up? That, like, that is a great to? question, and that's changed over time. So I used to be the guy who was the loudest in the room. I used to be the guy who was the flashiest in the room. When I was younger, you want to know who my, my literal my – literal, um, the person I looked up to the most was Gordon Gecko. You know, you know who Gordon Gecko is? So okay. Gordon Gecko is a fictional I character the from the movie Wall Street. The movie Wall Street is basically uh, – he was basically the cutthroat guy on Wall Street who had all the money, but he, he, was, he was alone. He had it all, but he didn't have anything. I, I thought that Gordon Gecko was <laughs> the perfect role model. And then I, I grew up and I realized this guy is a tragedy. He's not a role model at all. Now, people I look up to are Pedro's Coolian, like you discussed, Goggins, guys like Jocko, a lot of these Navy SEALs. I literally have a Discipline yeah. Equals oh, Freedom yeah. banner Jocko. hanging above me right now. So, I, you know, Jocko is, is a guy who is incredibly powerful. I look at guys on, on Pedro's team who I befriended, Ray Cash Care. He's another Navy SEAL with a conquer mindset. Steve Eckhart, he's a yep. seven-figure entrepreneur owns a bunch of gyms these guys are all all involved with Pedros in the project um you guys don't know what the project is you need to look this up it's they're they're trying to form modern day knights basically do you know helping average people break out of their shell and become modern day knights so anyone who's really around Pedros you know is going to be a fighter jet so there's so many there's so many positive influences out there but you know, a lot of people like the clickbait and, and they like to go for the, the, the negative people. So if, if you were to come and work with me, these are all, all people I could help, you know, help spread the word with. And, you know, I, I have a, a section in my model where I, I detail certain books that are good to read, certain podcasts, certain webinars. You guys need to be thinking about this. And now's the time to take advantage of this. Exactly. That's, that's a really good point. And so like another thing I want to talk about with you is like, what is it with this idea, this idea that you have to be realistic in your goals? Like, I feel like that's just like a reason to be mediocre and to just be in this box because I always tell people nothing in scrapes ever been done has been done by people that think realistically, like everything you do from the toothbrush you have in your hands to the food that you eat, to the tools that you use, those were all unrealistic at one point. So I guess, because people love being average. People love being stuck in their bubble where yeah. they are. No one likes to change. No one likes to adapt. Uh, one of the mantras I live by is if you shoot for the moon, you land on the stars. Right? So it, a lot exactly. of people who have this mentality, the people think there's, you know, and I'm not going to lie. When I was just a crop duster, when I was an average person, I was, I was going through life. And thinking all this stuff is mumbo jumbo. All this stuff is, it, it doesn't work. But I'm here to tell you that if you change your mentality, you can change your life. And when you listen to external exactly. negative forces, like I said earlier, they, they impact the, the human bo- mind seven times more than positivity. But people who help themselves have 10 times a 10 times greater ability of helping themselves and external influences. So you need to be at a point in your life where you're ready to make a change. Why, why are people just happy waking up, going to a job that they hate doing a nine to five, take action and do something. And here exactly. at, at jab at jump above boundaries, 
we can show you how to change your mentality from, you know, just dreading getting up in the morning and going to work. Cause I lived there. I lived in that, in that bubble, flipping that on its head to now becoming that fighter mm-hmm. jet and becoming a tier one peak performer and crushing everything in your way. Exactly. Like I, that's, that's the mentality that we definitely need. And, uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I, I just think it's something that, because like we've looked at people like that Daniel Bagroli chick on Dr. Phil, who got famous by saying a trashy line on, on national television, yep. and now she's making millions of dollars with makeup companies. That that's the reality we live in these days, and yet that's not realistic. But it happened anyway. And so many people just put these boundaries in their head and just quit when they're tired, and they don't quit when they're done. Like once they get anywhere outside that comfort zone, once that bubble is gone, they just. They, they don't know. So they the comfort zone is the worst place a person can be because there's, there's no room for intense rapid regrowth yeah. in the comfort zone. You know, a, a small example is, you know, yeah, I wake up at four 30 in the morning. You think I would love to stay in my little warm cocoon in my bed and, and under the covers, but no, that's my comfort zone. You need to constantly push yourself out of your comfort zone because it's in those moments when you embrace the suck, that's when the most intense exactly. and rapid regrowth occurs. Exactly. Yes, he um, was with the, uh, Jesse, the, the he was with Goggins, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, well, two things. I guess whenever anybody goes to his house, like like any newcomers, yep, there's a rule they have to get in this freezing pool for like a minute, and and they can't get out no matter what. And um, I guess it like that to go into his house. You have to earn it. You have to earn the right to go into his house. I love that. And. Yeah, and another thing that him and Goggins did was they went in this freezing, freezing lake outside Jesse's estate or whatever. Some, yep. Because he's he's wealthy beyond means, and and uh, he Goggins took him out there, and uh, they they like I guess he he hit ice so they can get in the water, and he just and he just started bathing in it, and then Jesse almost got frostbite from that, and uh, you know they got out. And, and when everyone else is telling him to stay inside in the midst of a blizzard and his wife asked Goggins, like, what's the medical benefit of going out and doing that? And he's like, and Goggins is like, there's no medical <laughs> just, benefit. It makes you hard. That's, that's the benefit. Goals. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and yeah, that, that really hit hard. Like that's a really powerful. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, statement to make. <laughs> Anytime sure. anyone faces adversity, you know, no one likes embracing the suck, but you got to do it because that's where the most growth comes from, especially now in these times. Everything we're doing now is difficult because of because of this virus. But if you switch your mentality from a positive mindset, um, you're going to come out of this better. And if anyone needs help, you come over to Jump Above Boundaries. We'd love to work yep. with you. Of course, for sure. Yeah, I definitely recommend people to do that. Same thing to all you listening out here. I appreciate that. I think Jason would be a great mentor for you guys. Yeah, you're welcome. But yeah, um, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm all about positivity and, uh, you know, doing things that make you uncomfortable every day because, you know, like the teams that I've worked with, the athletes that I've trained, like once they think they're done, they have two more reps in them or they, or they can shut off, you know, one more second. And, and, and they, they just put those limitations in their head. And that's something 
we need to stress is killing you're, off his limitations. You're only, you're you only as good as your last rep. Like, and we have so much more. This is what Goggins says, right? He, he thinks that only we tap only 40% of our mental capacity. There's so much more out there that you didn't even know you had in the tank. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely been dead tired before I know what it's like. And it's crazy to think right, that right. even it's at that point, I'm only 40% of the way through. And, but, like, at the same – I mean, I guess one combative statement to make there is that, like, injuries are very real and so is overtraining. So, if, like, someone's supposed to get rhabdomyolysis, obviously that's a bad that's a bad thing to happen and people can lose their jobs from that. So, there's a lot of lash that he gets from that. But I think for the it is, part, but I mean, you also have to know to make. <laughs> there's a dichotomy. Like Jocko says, you, you, you need to know your limits, but you need to know your limits because if you're pushing yourself so hard and you want to be the guy in the gym, who's just pushing themselves and pushing themselves. Yeah, you could do that, but you're going to end up with rhabdo. You're going to end up in the hospital. So listen to your body. If you need to take a rest day, it's yep. okay. Take a, an active recovery day. You know, you don't need to go pedal to the metal all the time. As long as you're moving yep. and you're doing something to move the needle in the right direction, you're going to be better than 90% of the population out there who are just sitting on their couch right now. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I guess I, re- I was watching the news one time and it said in like in 10 or 15 I, years. I'm surprised we're not there already. I mean, I was, I was there. If you just go out and, and, and people watch <laughs> – and you just count. You could see where we're going there. I yeah. mean, everything that we eat now is processed garbage. Everything is 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 just not good for you anymore. And people are not taking care of themselves anymore. And and they're using this point in time as an excuse to let themselves go further even more. Exactly. I recently went to Jimmy John's and I thought they it's like one of the healthiest places in the world, but oh, I yeah. think their calories. Oh, yeah. They have like a thousand calorie sandwiches. It's like what? It's like what? Like it's such like a trick. Like no, nope, but they load like it up with everything. And, and, and these once. these are the industries like we were talking about earlier that want us to be fat and unhealthy because we keep them in business. Exactly. Exactly. And so but like it's kind of weird though because like that's that is true but at the same time all of these all of us personal trainers those of us in the fitness industry who work have make a lot of money and have jobs because of that I mean you can change a lot of absolutely lives, so. I mean I I still work I guess well, that's the good side of it before the gyms closed like all the gyms are closed here in New York I worked with a trainer three times a week he would go give me homework three times a week and then I do you know an active recovery one day a week so I was you know I was giving money to the health and fitness industry as well. Because I, I know that I can't do it by myself. I'm someone who needs motivation. Mm-hmm. And, and now I want to give back and, and give that motivation and be that motivational tool for others. Exactly. And so I was kind of having this like a bit of epiphany the other day about this like business model that might be a thought actually. So like we mm-hmm. have like a lot of clients these days complain about pricing, right? Everything's too expensive. You have guys... Yep like celebrity trainers charging like $2,000 a session. Um, so like, what if like we train clients for like one free week and then after that they decide how much we charge them 
based on what they think. I think that could absolutely that work. And that's the benefit, you know, one of the good things we have at, at Jab is that we're totally customizable. We have a 5, 10, 15 week coaching program, but we could also do a one off coaching. You know, the thing with the fitness industry now is everything's so, so cookie cutter and vanilla. Yeah. A lot of people don't adapt to their client. So I think if people just have a little bit of wiggle room, you know, it's tough working at a big box gym, but if you're, if you're a personal fitness trainer who, you know, working independently, be, be open to, to, you know, doing things a little differently. You don't need to sell a hundred pack to someone when, you know, they're willing to, to do something less, but you could kind of charge them more for it. So these are things you guys need to be thinking about. And these are things that, you know, during these times you need to pivot and look, the fitness industry is going to be drastically different after this. Who knows if people are going to go back to the gym, you know, zoom, zoom workouts could be the way of the future. Use this time to pivot and use this time to build out your model. Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One, one of the biggest things I struggle with and with me specifically is using technology. Like I'm still trying to figure out like, you know, like how can you film a workout when you have to, when you're so far away from the screen, you know, like that, that's, that's one issue with Zoom is like understanding, you know, understanding how to I, use the that app is definitely a barrier to, to entry, but I'll tell you what, my fitness advisor has about 10 clients that she's converted from her in-person training to online Zoom training sessions. And they range from, you know, uh, a 20 year old girl to a 50 year old woman. And I think this is the way of the future. You're yeah. right now. We really don't have a choice. So we're going to have to make this work. And I think people, you know, I think there's exactly. a need for it. And I think this is going to be the way things are going to be pivoting in the fitness industry going forward. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, one thing that Beatrice was saying that so many people, so many training industries, like like some mistakes that they make is that they they uh, keep asking clients whether they want to come back or not. They keep having these reoccurring meetings as opposed to having one meeting where they sell and then the client can leave at any time. Because if you keep having these meetings, the client could drop out. So you can make a lot more money and be a lot more successful. If you just have one meeting for, one for sure, I mean, you also want that, come that back recurring again. revenue like, stream. So, you know, sell people once, have them be with you, show them the highest quality of service and people, people buy coaches. They don't buy programs. People buy trainers, not the program. So if you're going to exactly show your, show your clients, good, good personal service, good quality service, they're going to come back to you and they're going to follow you regardless of where you are. Exactly. That, that's such a great point. And uh, I feel like a lot of the trainers these days, like a lot of them aren't even certified, which is scary. Like, like you have some trainers that have no background, very little, very little experience. And some of these programs are just awful. Like they're not scientifically based. They're not, they don't explain the trainers. Don't, the trainers don't always explain why they're doing what they're doing, how it's benefiting them. They don't explain the principles and, they don't break it down in layman's terms for clients and clients will, will be willing to pay a lot more money. If I, I agree. And, you know, people are afraid of, of looking stupid these days, but 
you know, I, I saw this as, as a, um, yep. a point where I, I could, I could expand my knowledge base. Like I said, I'm not in the fitness industry. I knew that was a point of weakness for me. So what I do, I, what I do, I brought on a fitness advisor. I brought in someone who is knowledgeable in that area. It's okay to not know what you don't know, but don't live in that world. Expand your horizons, find people who know, you know, what you don't know and learn from them and make yourself better. Exactly. That's, that's so true. And uh, I think the good thing about, I guess, like one thing that is really stuck with me is that this is the opportunity to solve problems. Like the pandemic has obviously caused a lot of problems, which is good for entrepreneurs and people who think like entrepreneurs that are trying to become successful ones is that it allows them to brainstorm solutions. You see people from IU, especially here in Indiana, just brainstorming solutions for business businesses and thinking outside the box to solve the problems. And people are willing to pay you a lot of money to solve their problems. Absolutely. People think that they need to know everything about everything. It's okay. I think it was uh, Henry Ford who said, I may not know the answer to everything, but I bet you what I can find the answer and I'll let you know, but you you, you don't need to know, you know, you don't need to know everything about everything. Exactly. Use this time to better yourself. Look for people who are going to 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 raise your knowledge base. There's so many free webinars. Like, how did we meet? We met on the Elevator Health and Fitness, the Elevator Night Health and Fitness webinar, right? And there's so much free free webinars yep. out there now. Take advantage of these guys because there's there, there's things who there's people who are taking advantage of that now and bettering themselves. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Yep. Of course. They, they have another elevator, one coming out this week on especially com, what, right? on exactly what yep. we're talking about. Positive mindset. That's that's coming out tonight. Uh, on Yeah, that's tonight. Uh, Eight o'clock Eastern exactly. Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And it's completely free. Just go to Elevator Night and you'll register. And it's an awesome webinar. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah, Alex, I guess... Yeah, my favorite one by far was uh, Bedros for sure. I was. Yep. Yep. Did you, did you see the last one? You saw the last Sunday, right, with Anna Cherie? Yeah. Yeah. She's she's killing it as well. Yeah, I mean, she's got I'm a really, twelve really million what, people what, following. What she's it's doing. insane. And so, uh, exactly. So I have to ask you this: How much do you think looks play a part in your fame, like on online, like in terms so of going viral? Do you for think looks a person like me, I would say part? no. But for the rest of society, we are a <laughs> we we are a society that clicks on on the things yeah. that look good. So if you're gonna put me up next to an Anna Shuri, yeah, you're gonna click on the Anna Shuri. And it's it, it it's unfortunate we are a oh, cool. visual yeah. society now, and people like looking at nice things. But that just that, that goes back to having pride in yourself and pride in the way you look. Yeah, I can't compete with an Anna Shuri, and I w- wouldn't want to compete with an Anna Shuri. She's doing great things, um, and it's it's unfortunate and it's shallow. But people are going to go for the looks over over anything else. Yep, exactly, and that's why I've been a huge advocate of practicing what you preach. So, like, I I feel like I'm under pressure sometimes because I have to look, I have to be lean and and jacked as long as I possibly can if I'm going to be training clients because 
you want to be a walking billboard of what you do. And so that's, that's one reason why I got myself in a shape because I knew what I wanted to do. And if I was going to succeed with it, I had to understand it and look the part as well for clients to take me seriously. Because like you said, we're, we're, we are a culture based on looks and, and making sure that people, you know, like look a certain way so that we can go, you know, see what they do and kind of check out their content because we're so attracted to that. So, you know, in, in fitness, we care about, how right but though you got to be careful you got to do your due diligence because you could be you could be choosing between two trainers you could look at the one trainer who's lean and mean and the other guy who's who's jacked and ripped but the guy who's jacked and ripped has been on you know testosterone replacement therapy and he's taking steroids and all of it is is fake so you got to do your due diligence also people understand that the way you look is is a presentation of yourself and not everything you see on the brochure of Instagram is what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of what I was saying before is that, yeah, like it's, it can be really deceiving and deceptive because you'll go online and see these guys with just shredded eight packs, of like 7% body fat. But at the same time, if you gave them a client who had like an ACL issue or some kind of hip, uh, hip mobility issue they wouldn't know what to do because they have no background in exercise science like just because someone's jacked like to the core it, it's preferred that they are and, and they're lean but couldn't agree more and if you look no, at most no of their pictures they're from the waist up right because they probably have chicken legs because all they focus on is their washboard abs and their and their and their arms so you know our our body is a machine and you have to treat it as such exactly. you still got to do those squats you still got to do those deadlifts you can't just do crunches and, and core exercises. You got to do the full body and treat your body as a machine. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you can't, if you can't explain the three metabolic pathways and how they work in terms of exercise and, and why you're targeting them at the points you're targeting them and, and how to program, like understand like the push pull method, you know, mixing, you know, having upper and lower format where you're going upper body, lower body and, and, understanding how to program and how to recover, then you're done for Cause the clients are going to be willing to pay the most money for people who can explain that and they can give them results in the quickest, most efficient way. Because like you said, we want instant gratification, which means people are going to be willing to pay the most money. That's for the right. solutions. That's right. Gonna, there's, there's no, there's the no life hack. Way. There's no, you know, yeah. perfect pill. You got to put in the time, you got to put in the work and you just got to do it. No, that one yeah. doesn't ring a bell. Do you know who uh, JP Sears is by chance? Yeah, well, he he's basically this funny, this really funny guy who uh, is like really spiritual and, and like he, he's really, and he's like the, the sarcastic guy of YouTube. Like he's the most sarcastic guy you'll ever you'll ever see. But he was making fitness influence influencer videos and they would show and he would just be out in front of New York City shirtless in, in, in the park while like doing calisthenics. Oh, that's fine. Check him out. This guys that have no. Experience no background exercise science. Yeah. Yeah. His name is JP Sears. He only subscribers, I think in YouTube, but he's, he's so funny. And like, he, he's also a comedian as well, but like I, he, he's pretty ripped. Like he doesn't look it, but he's actually re- really lean and has like, and is really informative about life. Yes. Um, that sounds you know familiar. Elliot Hulse is? Yeah, yeah, he he's probably one of the funniest guys too. Like he he talks about anything about life and in terms about fitness and 
you know, he, he had a strength camp a, a little bit ago, but he's, he's very like profound. Like he, he just has deep conversations with you, like uh, in your face. On the yeah. Camera, we like, need, we need positive camera, influences like down. these guys, especially so in a time like this. So I want you guys to, to be thinking about this. And if, if you guys need, you know, need, um, guidelines of, of who to go follow. I, I have a, a huge listing of good books that you could listen to podcasts, webinars, you guys come, come follow us at jump above boundaries and we'll come help you out. Exactly. For sure. Um, but yeah. Um, so we talked about positivity. We talked about our journeys. Um, what else? What else so I've mind? just like, been using this. I'm essentially my my test my test dummy for for the Jump Above Boundaries brand. Like a, my my big mentality is if you can't live it, don't teach it. So I'm I'm not putting my clients and I'm not coaching mm-hmm. my clients to do anything that I don't do in my daily life. So it really is just. It, it, I need to work with people who are ready to make a change because just to, just to go back, like my, my parents, God bless them. They, they, throughout my entire life, they got me trainers. They got me workout equipment. They, they, you know, tried to make me eat healthier, but I was just going through the motions. You need to be at a point where you're ready to make a change because I could coach you up till I'm blue in the face. But if you're not going to implement it, you're just gonna be going through the motions. So you need to be ready to be at a point where you're ready to make a change that's where the most intense rapid regrowth occurs. Exactly, for sure. And there's also a, a thing in this mm-hmm. book, it's called, uh, I believe the book is called E-squared, yep. where they talk about quantum leaps. So many people just want to take small little, like, you know, like rinky-dinky steps at a time, as opposed to making these big jumps, like, it, it, like in their life. You know, they by really getting out of their comfort zone. And I think that ties back to what we were talking about before is that you can make these massive leaps in your life by just getting. You couldn't agree more. That, that's where day. the most intense growth you happens know? is when you're uncomfortable. But nowadays, if there's any sign of trouble or, you know, something being uncomfortable, people run away from it and you need to run towards it. Tier one peak performers run towards being uncomfortable. They embrace the suck more importantly, they never quit. Exactly. That's, that's so true. And, uh, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we would be like a thousand times more unstoppable. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. The problem is, he, oh you know, a lot goodness. of people don't like be- him because he's so blunt about things and so in your face and he's, he's ready to break it off in someone's ass if they, if he needs to, but people don't like that because, People want to be, oh, you're doing great. You know, you're doing this so well. No, no one likes to hear hear uh, constructive criticism or be told they're wrong anymore. Exactly. It's scary. You, everyone needs to get the trophy nowadays. So everyone needs a participation medal. And, you know, I'm hoping that this pandemic is going to exactly. make everyone take a step back and just, you know, uh, take stock of, of their, their mindset and where they were at in their life and, and make a change for the better. Exactly. For sure. 
um, story? I've you been, about, like, writing a books? lot of people have asked me if I'm published? willing to write a book and, you know, it's something that, that could be out there in the future. Right now I'm just trying to use my, my past and my, my message to help, to help my clients and whoever, uh, whoever wants to come work with us at Jump Above Boundaries, but I'm definitely not, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. That's awesome. So if you were to write a book, like what would it be it about? Would, it, would it just be I about, would think like, it would be how or what, I what would it be? evolved from an average person, a crop duster into a tier one peak performer fighter jet. And how, how that mentality, it's, it's, it's just a mindset change. That's that all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and once you make those, those small, small wins and, and stack those successes, it's going to become part of your life. That's really all it is. Exactly. For sure. And that's kind of something I, I think I'm going to do in the future as well. It's kind of like write an autobiography, but obviously it's going to, it's going to be better if I wait longer. Absolutely. I'll have a, more of, life to describe as well doing it in like five years like i'm not gonna have much to write about but if i if i can wait until i'm like in my you know 30 or 40 years old and just go to town in the book and tie in all these principles that i've learned across my journey to really to really influence people so in what i would light, encourage you to do I'm, is I'm be that much more effective. i think that's a good plan to 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 wait to have a little bit more life experience to write it out don't wait five years to start writing it out. Start writing it out now. Put things on paper now because there's things you're living through that you can use as positivity. Yeah. There's things that you could help people with and put in your book now. So start writing now. Put things down on paper now and then continuously stack, stack those things on top of each other. Next thing you know, you've got your book written. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And uh, – yeah, so I, I, might, I might like write multiple books, like kind of break it up, I guess, into into different aspects of my life and then make Absolutely. one big autobiography. You want, you want to maximize that earnings that potential too. too. <laughs> um, of course, exactly. And so, yeah, that that brings, brings me to the next point too. Like so many people think that rich people are shallow and hollow and only care about themselves, but I just don't think that's true. I think you can care about people yep. and be outrageously generous. You know, like Dave Ramsey always says, you, you know, like you, the more money you have, the more generous you can be. And I believe that money and happiness and caring for other people all go in the same I, I agree. Like they're not exclusive um, from each a, other. A so lot of, a lot of successful people have this mindset that I'm trying to instill in people. They are peak performers. They didn't get to be successful by, you know, hoping and wishing things happen to them. They're, they're not the people exactly. who, you know, are the average people who, if their car breaks down on the side of the road, they're just sitting there waiting, hoping someone comes helps them. No, they take ownership of it. They fix it themselves. And they, they understand that they, they are instilling in themselves these aspects of their life. They're not crop dusters. They're fighter jets. And they understand these aspects. And while money can't buy happiness, it sure does help it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, because once you have money, you have freedom. You can you can literally do whatever you want to do. Go over. Couldn't agree. You Couldn't go agree more. Still be wealthy even when you're back. <laughs> like, 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 it's so much power. Like, like, I want to go to Bora Bora. I want to go meet people in other countries. I want to go to these big fancy resorts. 
and 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 live in these houses like because I, I, so many people these days yep. that don't have a lot of money are spending it on crap they don't need because will smith had a famous quote i don't know if it came from will smith originally but it said that people are willing to buy them things on, on things that don't, don't need matter for people yep. that i mean for people that don't matter to them. yeah like, like like those people matter obviously but i mean they have no relevance to their happiness and they're not spending crap they don't need. Like, people how does that better like your life? Hundred thousand dollars. This this, this little mantra like, is kind of ties in everything that we're talking about right now. So, if you were rich, you had say, and I wish I had this in my bank account, yeah. eighty six thousand four hundred dollars in your bank account, and you spent sixty dollars, you'd still be pretty happy because you had, you know, eighty six thousand three hundred forty dollars, right? There's eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. Exactly. Exactly. Why would you let 60 bad seconds ruin the rest of your day? It's, it's the exact same thing, but exactly seconds, you know, 60 seconds, uh, a bad 60 seconds. Most people are, their entire day is going to be ruined. But if you spend $60, eh, that's not too bad. You're still going to have $86,340. You still have 86,340 seconds in the rest of the day. Why are you using that exactly. negative 60 seconds to ruin and permeate the rest of your day? That's very true. It's very, very, very true. And, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, people need ambition. I mean, they, they need a platform like this to listen to you. They need positivity. That's why I'm on all these platforms trying to, you know, I'm, you know, shooting live video for workouts. I'm doing all body weight stuff. I'm explaining everything that I'm doing, trying to be that positive light and be a leader. You I know, love that, man. Wanna, that's why I wanted to reach out to you and get on here because I, I thought we could really help a lot of people. I love what you're doing. I love your videos. The podcast is 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 super inspirational, and I'm hoping this can help a lot of people. I yeah, did. For sure. Yep. Did you ever see like the uh, the workout videos I put out? Yeah, awesome. It's, it's good. Yeah, I I do a bunch of body weight stuff right now. Um, I just can't wait to get back in the weight room. But like, what, like I want to talk about this too. Like, one negative light about this is that, you know, like so many mm-hmm. gym owners like don't like people shooting workout content in their gyms. So it's like impossible to get any video content in a gym unless I have my own, which which is kind of an issue. Like, that's why I want to do like in the future. I like can later in my life. I just want to have my See, own gym. That way, I can just do whatever I want. This these gym owners get it out there. And I've had a lot of discussions with with gym owners out there these are people who are comfortable in their lane. Why would they be upset with people? It's essentially free advertising for your gym. Why are you upset? Yeah, they may be promoting their brand, but they're exactly. doing it in your gym. This is only going to help your brand as well. And I mean, there's so many things you could do to, you know, you could do a contest. You could do so many different things in the gym. People need to, to really flip things on their head and, and think outside the box and pivot thinking, Instead of thinking, oh, this guy's filming in my gym, he's, he's taking away, you know, my messaging. No, use that as a po- – it's free marketing, free yeah. marketing. So use that to its benefit. Exactly. It's just a story about me. Like when I was in Indiana State and I was in the weight room, I had some friends I was doing a circuit workout with. And I was, you know, I guess promoting my brand by – by shooting content of what we were doing. And I did it in a live open space where everyone could see me. And I got an email from, you know, one of the, one of the people there 
complaining about the fact that it was a form of personal training. Hmm. And then I get, and then when I went back to work out the next day, I yeah. got approached and, and basically yelled at. It. It's like, it's so dumb. Like I, I'm basically, pro, I'm promoting your gym, which is one of the top places, places in the, in the country anyway, in terms of universities, places to work out. Yeah. Like, and why I, you, I think people, like, once this, this pandemic is over, us. people need to pivot and, and think of, of new ways of doing things. And that could be, uh, you know, the way of the future. Exactly. And so if, if I were to own a gym, I would actually make, you know, give a, make a sign saying that, you know, all cameras are allowed. Like if, if you want to promote your brand, like I, I would, I would definitely give them the permission because they're, they're promoting themselves or influencing other people while also helping my own gym influence others as well. It doesn't need to be, life doesn't need to be a zero sum game anymore. Um, more and more I'm looking at, ways for both sides to win you you want to you want to create a benefit for both sides and that goes back to the instant gratification society we're in if 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 people can come up with a solution where both sides win everyone's going to be better off exactly exactly and like there's just like so many people who are in the are in the elderly age is that called gen z or Uh, what's what are they called in the 60s I, I guess so, but so many of them just don't understand technology and like the idea of promoting a brand. Like, if you were to tell them like about a podcast or the fact that people are literally making millions of yep. dollars from doing dumb stuff, like they, they, they think you're crazy. But it, it's 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 the reality we live in twenty twenty is that people can literally make millions. Of Joe dollars Rogan took down thirty million dollars last year from his podcast alone. Is that how much you made? This is the way of the world. This is the yeah, future. Yeah, the, there, there's so many positive influences out there that this is the way of the new medium. Podcasts are the way it's going to happen now. Exactly. It's going to be how information is disseminated between different people. I mean, $30 million in one year, I, I'll take a, a 30th of that. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like if you're smart, I you for life. Like... <laughs> And like, and plus, you can turn that thirty million into like tens and tens of more right. millions and by and investing and it. Jump above boundaries. One of the things is we talk about personal financial accountability. So we really want to cover everyone from every aspect of life to make sure they're operating at their peak performance. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, when people like get comfortable, like, what's what is it that just stops them from getting out of that zone, like? Like what's going on? A lot of times people get comfortable with success. I was guilty of this. Um, you know, uh-huh. I, I did, did a few things that, that, you know, I was resting on my laurels and I thought that what I did previously was going to take me across the finish line forever. You can never be satisfied. You always have to be hungry. You always have to have that fighter jet mentality or that tier one peak performer mentality because if, if you s- never settle for anything, you can never be, you can never be uh, satisfied with your constant, with, with your current position in life. So you, you need to constantly yep. strive for something. This goes back to making goals and, and, and writing things down and making sure that you're constantly striving for greatness every day. Exactly. That, that's, that's so true. And like, uh, you know, one thing I used to do when I was 
you know, I was a little bit younger. I still do this to the day. So if it was freezing cold outside, I'd go out there and run and do something that sucked. And I, I feel like a champion when yep. I got back. It, it's it, it's so amazing. Like if if I'm trying to like you know burn fat, like I'll do a combination of like hit workouts and also long distance running. Because if you want to maximize fat expenditure, we call this ox- the oxidative energy system, which is basically where you anything long distance, like aerobic mm-hmm. mainly is where you use fat as fuel. But what's been found is that like HIIT workouts that are really high high in intensity typically burn carbohydrates, but that's also more effective for fat loss. So I, I like to mix in both of those, I, think, I guess, to get the most bang Absolutely. Why, why would you be doing something half-assed? You want to you wanna get your maximum exposure for anything that you're doing. I mean, you want to get the most out of whatever you're doing in your life. Exactly. And plus, if all you have is like a 15 pound dumbbell at home, like there's a way you can make that heavy by, by slowing down the movements and making everything just burn. Like, obviously, not to the point where you're overtrained, but if you just know how to properly manipulate the weight you're using and how, and how you're doing the exercise, you can see absolutely. My, my trainer is he is a monster. He's, he's like 260 pounds of just a, a brick wall. He, he lifts and deadlifts less weight than I do, but he does, I'm talking 15 by 15s. And it, all he focuses on is time under tension. And this guy is an absolute monster. So that just goes to show you lightweight with slow movements, time under tension really helps. Exactly. And typically like, ideally when training, you don't, you don't ideally want to go more than like six sets usually, because I mean, if you're going intense enough, you're, you know, like so, if you want to train to get bigger, we call that muscle mm-hmm. hypertrophy. Have you yep. heard that term before? Typically, you don't want to do more than six, then about six sets, usually of between six to twelve repetitions, because that's because that, that moderate amount is right where you're going to sim- simulate the most mm-hmm. muscle growth. So ideally, you don't like you don't want to do twenty sets of something like that's that's way too many sets. Like just really heavy weight that challenges you of like that three to six rep that three to six set range for if you want to build muscle if you want to build strength it's usually between i believe two to six sets and then endurance is like two to three sets of just lifting while you're fatigued to fight that to fight to fight off that fatigue and then occasionally build more endurance. that's right and fatigue is a good thing that means you're working and as long as you're working you're you're yeah. you're, you're becoming successful exactly so what do you do for your workouts right now like how do you like what do you do for your warm ups? What do you do for your cooldowns and what do you do? So I got this cool little kettlebell. It's it's a six kettlebell in one. So it has different weight settings. So it's got 18, 24, 12, 18, 24, 30, 36, and 42 pounds. And it's it's all in one. So I've been doing a lot of hit style workouts. I've been doing a lot of bands. Um I'm a little uh restricted because I live in a tiny apartment in, in New York City, but I'm just trying to sweat every single day. I'm doing a lot of a lot of kettlebell stuff and I'm putting out, you know, quick, funny, stupid workout videos every day that I'm doing these workouts. So just trying to build the positivity and and I don't want to be left behind and I don't want to come out of this and saying, holy crap, I put on 30 pounds. I want to make sure as soon as the yep. gym opens, I'm ready to get back in there. Exactly. Now what do you what do you eat for your food? Like what do you what's the So I'm eating like- a lot of vegetables, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, um, you know, a lot of fruit. I'm tr- the first two weeks of the quarantine, I was just completely falling off the deep end. I, w- I went to the store and I, 
I bought all this garbage and I was stuffing my fat face. And luckily I realized, Hey, I need to make a mentality change. So like I said, with the jump above boundaries, I'm my own Guinea pig. I'm my own coach. So I made those changes and now just eat as healthy as you can with what, with what you have. It's, it's difficult now for sure, but um, you just got to stay healthy. You got to stay on the path. Yeah. Have you seen man versus food where he crushes like a pound burger? As yeah, it's completely normal. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I'm not gonna lie. This past Wednesday, I, I ate an entire nice. pizza from Don's. I just crushed the whole thing myself. Like I had, I usually have a cheat meal like once a month. That it, not like sometimes not even that. Like I probably cheat like six or seven times a year. Like I, yep. I'm really strict with it, and uh, I just crush this large pizza like eight pieces and probably. That's all. And you know minutes. what I do? I tell my clients is. It's okay to have a cheat meal, but change your mindset because cheat, you don't want to cheat yourself. Have a treat meal, right? You've, er- you've earned oh, that. Yeah. You've great- earned, if you only treat yourself six or seven times a year, you're earning that treat meal. So it, it's small things like that to change your, your mindset from cheating because you don't want to cheat your body. You want to treat your body. You worked for it and now you deserve it. That's a, that's a really good point. That's, I've actually never heard that before. I'm glad you said that. I think it's going to be really valuable for everyone listening to have that the treat. Because you have treat. something to look forward to. So you're, you're working up to it. And then exactly. your treat meal is your reward. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Do you know who Gunnar yep. Peterson is by chance? Yeah. He, he uh, I actually sent him a DM on Instagram about back in 2018 and uh, asked him to do a call. And he actually rejected me because I asked for his information, like for his cell to kind of like talk to him. I just got left on scene, which is fine because he's kind of famous. And uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know who who Gunnar Peterson is, he's basically a trainer out in Hollywood Hills um, out there in California who has trained The Rock, The Kardashians, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Sylvester Stallone, and all these big, big names and all these other professional athletes. And he's also the head strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. So he trains. Does he, he does. speak yep. as well? Yes, yeah, so he's a speaker, trainer, strength coach. And does he have any books out? I'm not sure if he has. Let's see. I think I he think does he have, have a book, book yeah. out. But yeah, and so that's kind of like my – what I want to accomplish too. Like I want to be an NBA head strength and conditioning coach, a you know celebrity personal trainer, speaker, and author – and kind of focus on one thing at a time and also have a podcast as well, which is kind of what I'm doing here with anchor. Cause I'm, I don't have equipment. So I want to do all these things at once to give the most value. And one thing that we as human beings can't do is we can't focus on, on everything at the same time. You can't be great at 10 different things. So I'm kind of focusing on one block at a time and having elite success. I love, each one of those I love that word elite and you need to, you need to be well-rounded. So make sure you're, you're putting in the work in every aspect of your life. That's why, you know, us at Jab, we help, we help you in the health and fitness aspect. We help you in your mind hacking aspect. And then we, we show you some tier one peak performance and strategies, tactics. So there's all these different areas where you can better yourself in your life. And we help you tackle that. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, do you have anything else in your mind? You, it's, I think that's it. Oh, this was a great conversation. I love the podcast. I love what you're doing with the videos. Keep keep putting out the positivity. Um, like I said, if anyone wants to come over and work with us, um, 
We could have a consultation call for Jump Above Boundaries. You go to my Instagram page, Jump Above Boundaries. We got some badass shirts made up. If anyone wants one, we could uh, fire one off to you. And we'd love to work with you. We'd We'd love to help you build out your discipline model and help you reach your tier one peak performance. For sure. And hey, uh, we can do a podcast on this, I guess, every other day or so. We'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. Absolutely. you'd like to do. Okay, yeah, so we can keep doing that and we'll stay in touch on text and uh, we'll go from there. I really appreciate everything you've been doing. Uh, I appreciate everything you overcame. It means a lot. I think, I think you're a great influence on a lot of people. And uh, I, I appreciate I it, man. Thank through. you so much for having me on. See you. All right, you're welcome. We'll see you, Jason.